Today's episode of Afternoon Yap is brought to you by Dinger's Christmas Cuisines. This book contains 50 step-by-step recipes including overdone steak, dry mac and cheese, and tacos El No More. Available now. One, two, three, four, it's the Drunk and Dinger Show. It's the awesome Drunk and Dinger Show. It's the 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 awesome Drunk and Dinger Show. It's the Drunk and Dinger Show. It's now featuring Aaron from Netflix and Grill. Hello and welcome to the 84th episode of Afternoon Yap. On today's episode, we're going to count down our top 10 movies, TV shows, and games of the 2010s, and close with a review of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today are my co-hosts, Aaron. Hey, man. And it's my best pal in the whole dong world. It's Dinger Dog. What's up, bud? Hi. Uh, so what's up, fellas? What's going on? Been a couple weeks since I've seen you. Danger Dog, as always, very pleasurable to see you. How was your Thanksgiving break? Anything exciting happened? Did you gain any weight? Did you lose any weight? Did you I, have any? I made dinner for uh, Marcy Darcy's whole side of the family. Yeah? How'd yeah. it turn out? They came to our place in Kowo. Turkey, yeah. turkey was a little dry? No, but no turkey. I've never made a turkey. Didn't go that bold. Okay. Kroger ham. Uh, it was very nice weather, so we barbecued some chicken. I saw a bunch of, on your Instagram, I saw you were barbecuing chicken, yeah. hamburgers, no, just, just ham bones. And then yeah. I made uh, crockpot mac and cheese and this uh, bake, and this green bean, bacon, uh, salt and pepper, olive oil kind of thing. Real easy. Dinger Dog brought mac and cheese to Friendsgiving, left it in the oven for about three hours dry. Sweet. Dry as the desert. Yeah. How about it, Dinger Dog? It got eaten. It was fabulous. But even you were saying, boy, this isn't my best. Yeah, that's right. You're the macaroni and cheese guy. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> well, maybe if dinner was ready when it was supposed Were to be Were we running late for dinner? I have no How idea. How was your Thanksgiving break? Dog? I was fine. No, no, nothing real interesting to report. Just kind of standard family stuff. Uh, you, who drank the most out of your brothers? Oh, yeah. Which day? <laughs> Black Friday. The Michigan day. Uh, I think I may have won the Michigan day, but that's only because I took it easy on the Friday before. Nice. We all won the Michigan day, but sorry. Yes, everybody wins on, yeah. on that day. Uh, yeah, I don't think much else. Still going to the gym. Do have kind of a small complaint. Okay, I want to hear this because first off, you came over to my house talking about the gym, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you like hated establishment like you only ran because the last thing you wanted to do was pay the man yeah 15 bucks a month to go to a packed gym that's that's exactly mm-hmm. right but you know it's pretty cold here in ohio and so can't run outside any can't longer run, I, well i'm just too much well actually what changes stubborn though i was very surprised that what this changed is my happening. mind is nearly getting hit by a car several times uh-huh. running in the dark sure. in the morning so yeah uh, well, those Clintonville drivers, man. Yeah, really. I mean, they're just on their weed pens, uh-huh. not even paying uh-huh. attention. Um, Bad beards. <laughs> yeah, with their beards and their glasses. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I was like in the gym. I've been there, going there for a few weeks. And you know what's shocking, though? It's like I'm going to the cheapo gym, the like bare minimum commitment gym. That's not the cheapo gym, though. Planet I Fitness. Don't, that's I, like, I that's, that's what correct. the kids go Chunk to. Is correct. That's like 17 or 18 bucks a month, right? No. $10 a month. My... Yeah, $10, $10 a, a month? month? Yeah. That's really? the beauty of that because you sell a bunch of people $10 a month memberships and they never go because yeah. they don't go because they don't feel obligated. Yeah. yeah. So Jeez. anyway, anyway. But Dinger Dog, he's not going to pay $10. Well, no, I'm going to get $10 out of it. Yeah, I'm going to get more than $10 uh-huh. out of it. Every, occasionally, I, I steal a beverage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So I, you know, I think I mentioned this to you. It's funny that Chunk was shocked because I talked about this last week or mm. last week when I was Was there. I listening? No, you weren't. But... 
you guys mentioned like if you go to we the gym, were all, you just you just ooh, dress. Yeah. We were all a little cooked at the last. Yeah, we were episode. looser than a little normal, better. A little, last right. little, right. little bit more lucid today. You uh, you guys just run right into the gym place. You don't go to the locker room. No, no. Never. Oh, I remember you talking about right. that. So I do. I like to. I like to I wear lots of warm that clothes. Stuff. No. And then, but I've forgotten what what a what a hellhole a locker room is. So this mm. this one has a nice little locker room. Can you like? There's probably twenty five lockers and a little bench that's like marble you can sit on. And my first week, I made the mistake of sitting on the bench because here there yeah. there and it's not. I mean, I'm wearing clothes. It's just that, I now know all dry. you do is face your tiny locker. And, and focus straight forward because there it must be a generational thing because there are these older men that just <laughs> insist. I know you're going with this, yeah. And walking around balls naked, just giving naked. you all sunshine, yeah. just, right, just right. balls sunshine. naked, yeah. yeah. And and uh, you know I get it. There's a shower there. If you got to go right to work, you got to do it. Like I get it. I what time I are you at the gym? Like four thirty in the morning? Well, like it's just like six thirty in the morning. So. Jeez Louise. So yeah. I get it. You if you're going right to work, you want to shower there, save some time. Great. Now, here's the question I have. I mean, maybe it's because you did this in Korea when you were serving or something. But More like well, Vietnam, you ages. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Uh, so, sorry. I had to get that in once. Um, it's hurtful. It's hurtful. <laughs> so, like the other day, this guy actually saw it. Like, he comes out just... Completely naked. Just rests. Just drops his towel down. Long on your knee. And then who in the world? If you guys had to be in the situation, would you put your undergarments on first or your shirt and overshirt? I watched him put his shirt on. He was picking saying. you up, dude. No, I don't no. know. And every time, it just no. seems like every time I turn around, like I'm going to go sit down and tie my shoes. And that's how I learned not to sit on the bench because I tie my shoes. I don't like getting naked in front of my wife, let alone <laughs> doing this. I, in yeah. front of a bunch of dudes, these guys just don't they care. Just don't care. Just I guess don't I never bend down and create war either. Don't yeah. bend down and tie your shoes because <laughs> that that act when you look up and you're ready to hit the gym, you're oh yeah. So you just get a face full of balls and then you go run. Yeah, we, it actually is very motivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you run. Right no, you don't want to look like that. Well, I just don't want to. I just run as far away from that memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week, uh, the dog, my dog, Luna, was acting up. She, she'd gone in the house like two or three days in a row, which is totally unlike her. Gone where in the house? Just peed. I'm sorry. Pottied. And oh, so yeah. like mm-hmm. me and Dinger, we can work from home occasionally. And occasionally right. me and him work together from home because sure. it's better than being in our I office. was actually off this day yeah. for the record. So yeah. the dog was off. So he came over and I, we had to take Luna to the vet. And I was like, dare dog. I was like, why don't you come? You guys with are me? such a good, good couple. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> we off, walk into this place, and no, I must have had to it. say four or five times, "Well, my wife was thinking that this is what's going on." <laughs> oh, the nods were so cute. They're yeah. like, "Sure thing, my, your wife." And they're like, "Oh, okay, not this well-dressed man beside you." And I was like, "Hey, listen, he's mine. My, he's mine." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you would you you insisted on saying that like. And they, you get so many looks. So they looked at the way I was dressed in my haircut, and they're like, "Eh, this guy, this dinger dog guy, could do way better <laughs> than this guy." I, I think it was they were just like, "You, there, you don't have to do that anymore." This yeah, is a liberal gives, university, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You don't nobody have, cares. It's, nobody. It's, it's so me. close to Clintonville. They're like, yeah, "We don't even care." Hey, man. you like, dog I mean, baby, you got, a, a, you got a person another, too. Man. Right, you got right. another husband that does the taxes. Bring him in as well. <laughs> 
But well, anyway, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm not even gonna <laughs> yeah. get into it. Mm. We got Looney's some uh, antibiotics. Uh, me and Dinger Dog, we went and got a meal, and then we got married. Where did you go eat? <laughs> nice little town hall. Yeah. Where did you guys get lunch? Medic? We didn't. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think the whole thing. Here's the major bait and switch of that whole thing. He's like, "Do you want to come? Like, if you hey, come down and it'll it'll be a pain in the butt. We'll go to the vet, and then we'll grab some lunch." Yeah, and then the lunch just never happened. Oh, it turned Mm. into grilled cheese, baby. Oh yeah, then he made me a grilled cheese here. Nice grilled cheese with turkey. No, that's what happens when you work from home. You guys are totally married. So it's all good though. All I I had this hellacious, hellacious November, and it's turning in. To giving me a relaxed December, it's kind of the it's kind of the dinger dog way, but just what? real really hard month, you know, like job just very difficult. I ended up coming back, crushing my November. It was Black Friday. My wife was out of town because I was taking care of a sick dog, so I went and I got a twelve pack of uh, some claws. I wanted to get clawed, yeah. and I bought two totally bo- married. To I each bought other. two bottles what? of wine, and then I bought a thing of Excedrin. And the lady at the gas station <laughs> looks at me and she goes, "Are you preparing for the hangover?" And I looked at her like incredulously. I was like, "No." So what I said to her was no, but what I was thinking was, "Mind your business." Oh, that's just good planning, man. That's that's reminds me. At one time, many many a decade ago, I bought two King Cobras roses and a pack of condoms. Oh. <laughs> nice. And the lady at the Kroger was like, "I don't know what you're planning." And but I'm like, count me right, out. Right. I'm like, "Hey, hey, that's like that I was really hoping this episode it goes a uh, bottle of old Harper." Couple of those nudie magazines, uh, some panty shields, illegal fireworks. Uh, illegal fireworks. <laughs> yeah, but I, like, in the, the right thing to do in that situation is say nothing. If you're, if you're right, if you work at a convenience store and people buy that stuff or wherever, I'm just more interested. You got two bottles of wine from a convenience store, eight ninety nine each. What what brand of wine? Oh, uh, uh, barefoot, barefoot, yeah. Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness, Pinot Pinot Grigio. Man, skip the nine, for tripod. Skip the eleven dollars you spent on those two dollar those two bottles of barefoot, yeah. and just get like an eleven dollar bottle of Burnett's vodka. Yeah, I, I kind of panicked and then, and then poured in some lemonade or something. Like, yeah. I, I knew yeah. I was going in there for claws because I love to get a nice. I love to get clawed <laughs> down. But then I saw the wine and I was like, "Ooh, it could turn into a wine situation." At wait, any wait, point. wait, wow! And were, then, were and there the also? Next thing I know it's like forty five dollars, and I I said to the lady, I was like, forty five dollars. Like, what did I do? And she was like, well, this was 15 I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I bought two bottles of wine, claws, and some, some Diet Sprite. Uh, some Diet some ice Sprite. cubes. <laughs> right, right. I got some dingers. I got dinger a couple Tornados. You ever heard of Tornados? They, they're those, like, little tortilla roll-ups that here. they sell. Oh, my goodness. It's his favorite food. It's I do. I do. food. He <laughs> so loves wait, wait, Tornados. You, you were at the convenience store buying was, some liquor. Your wife was out of town, and you bought... Dinger some snacks. Just in case I get to see him. But I was also out of town. town. (laughs) So what did you do with the Tornados? I saved them. It's your Christmas present. Oh, sweet. I do love love some garbage roller food. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. It's like when you're feeling real bad about yourself. We need you to write like a cookbook. And it's like all of your recipes plus like all of your hidden gems for meals. Like things that you can actually turn into a meal. Like did you know that you can get adequate sustenance from a 1.4 pound bag of Sour Patch Kids? Right, right. All you need to do, all you need is a blender. Did you know that in a pinch, a whole bottle of Evan Williams will calorically last you an entire day? Right. Do you know that you could could heal a stab wound with chewed up 
Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's maybe it's more of a life book. I'll I'll, I'll work on write it. that book. Yep. And uh, so I don't know. Um, I haven't gotten any likes from you, Aaron, which is really upsetting. Any likes <laughs> on <laughs> Insta? On Instagram. Oh, Dinger, shoot, sorry, man. Dinger on a bender is back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so pleased. Uh, Dinger's, oh, Dinger's okay I with get it. it. I so get it. So Dinger now. on a Bender, <laughs> it's I, like the I created last year. It's yeah. Elf on a Shelf, but oh. I made my own little Elf on a Shelf that looks exactly like Dinger. It does. It yes. Looks now that you exactly, mentioned it, just a tiny little paunch, right? And like his his <laughs> signet his signature bright eyes hey. with like a little bit of buck teeth. It just it's a spitting image of him. And so every single day on Instagram, I'm doing a new Dinger on a Bender. Kind of sketch, or you know, sure. it's, it's, so the first day he was getting crazy with claws and said, "Ain't no laws when Dinger Dog is drinking claws." Right, right. And that, the There's next little day, maybe he wouldn't have this punch if you quit buying him tornadoes. <laughs> the second day, beer bong, beer bong for that the was thingy. a good one. That yeah. was a good one. Uh, what was day three? Oh, day three he was playing beer pong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And day four, which was today, it was um um Dinger Dog. You need to know when to hold him. No one to fold him. Dinger Dog had actually thrown down all of his chips. He was all in. Uh-huh. And he'd also thrown down his 401k as collateral. Mm. Pink slip uh, for the car. His, his college kids tuition. Sure. And uh, um, his hopes and dreams. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, when, when you got a good all hand. on Michigan. <laughs> yeah. They're going to win this year. Oh, my God. My, my wife, the first day that I posted one, she goes, please tell me this isn't back. Oh, like, guys, she it, doesn't think it's funny at all. It's great because <laughs> I know someone, my lady, actually, you'll post it from Instagram, and I don't have the Instagram, so right, then you, right. he sends me a photo. And then immediately, the next text message I know is my lady saying, like, <laughs> really? Like, I, the one I, thing I, I have to tone it down this year because last year, like, Dinger on a Bender was out of control. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was a crime spree. It, it was, <laughs> it was and like, now Grand it's like, I've dinger. got like my niece on Instagram and like, maybe I should just pull back. Like, cause shit that I think is funny is funny to some people. And then very not funny to a lot of other people. Sure. Like there was one where Dinger was maybe autoerotic asphyxiating himself last Whoa. year. Don't know if I'm going to post wow. that one. Probably, right, right. Well, here's not. My favorite one was that I was doing a tester to my friends because I've been waiting for this all year. I've uh-huh. been thinking about this all year, but telling people about it and they're like, Chunk, we got it. it was, it's okay. Yeah, it's it was great. mildly funny last year. But like the bit. first, the test picture that I did for the first one and I'm not going to post is <laughs> just watching a little bit of football and it's him with his arm around the dog with a bottle of ether in his Whoa! See, See, that's the shit that I can't put on Instagram for his wife quick. to say and say, "Huh, oh, this isn't funny." <laughs> well, yeah, but it is a parody, right? It is a parody. Like, yes, it's got the same name, and yes, it looks a lot like you. But that's this is just an exact. This is a hundred percent exaggeration. I can like, just this, imagine this, I'm sitting there testifying in front of Congress, <laughs> like trying right, to right, right. Secretary of Transportation. The first, first Columbus resident to friend, ever be right? nominated to Supreme Court, and they'd be like, "All right, sir." Were you ever on a bender? Uh, You're right. <laughs> just watch it become wildly popular. Dinger on a bender. That sounds fun. It's real I fun. Like you it. don't like well, any of it. I not- like every one of your posts. <laughs> all of them. Even the food of the chicken wings that don't all look all that good. <laughs> and not, not, not a single one for me. And not the ones you cooked, by the way. But sure, I, sure. I saw a chicken wing for a restaurant, and I thought to myself, if Dinger had Instagram, he'd have words. Because it looked like mm. chicken wings... And I've seen this look in Dinger's face before. Yeah. He goes, "All this sauce is is red hot with butter on it." Oh yeah, that's what it, that's what that's what no. popsicle no. sauce is. But that, but I mean, come on, do a little. But I mean, do better. On. Dinger on a bender. Sure. 
Follow yeah. it on Twitter. Done. Follow it on Instagram. Yes. If you got any ideas, send the podcast. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. Oh, please. And do. before we go to a break. Yes. Sir Christmas episode. I don't know if we're going to have a uh, traditional episode for the rest of the month. Let's say holiday episode. It's a holiday episode. I'm sorry. Ah, you can, yeah, sure. Christmas holiday, whatever. If people get uptight about that shit, it's on them, really. What are some of your guys' favorite holiday stories? Uh, well, and, when uh, Jesus talking, died and was resurrected for our sins. Dinger dog, did that happen to you in your house? Does that happen no, in that's, your He's house? got the wrong holiday. This was just being born. <laughs> you're, you're, you're jumping to Easter, Oops. friend. Shoot, Do you guys go to church? Holiday. When was the last time When's you the last were at ta- hold church? On, hold hold on. on. When was the last time you were at I'm church? I'm actually going to just flip that question right back to you, sir. There was... I, my you, wife, you're my a wife's Catholic. Cheester, but I have never seen the chi in the cheese. My wife's Catholic, and we are definite cheesters, and we, I don't think we've gone in a couple of years, but our, she drags... Like, the, the Catholic religion is same, but it's different to the Christian religion? Well, Catholic is Christian. Yeah, it's, it's Catholic it's, versus Protestant. Yeah, Catholics are Christians. They're I, all... You guys always school me on this, but I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to this church, uh, this Catholic church in Columbus, and it was in the morning, and there was a room behind us, and it was all covered in glass. And I said to my wife, is that where they just take people out convert and just convert them? She's like, no, dumbass. That's where like you go with crying babies and stuff. And I was like, oh, it just I just thought that they like caveman the clubbed chamber? people. Yeah. They caveman clubbed you and took you back there. And like everybody watched as mm-hmm. you are converted to Catholicism. So I was at church. I go actually like twice a month because Marcy Darcy. Church is a big part of her life and she's yeah. the choir director. So. She hooks me up with such good, uh, you know, lifestyle and football tickets that when the choir performs, <laughs> I would be a total dick not to go. So I go and support her. Uh, good for you. Yeah. One of my favorite Christmas stories is mm-hmm. a Christmas story. Have you ever heard of that? The movie? Is that the one with, with the Gremlins? With Scrooge? With Ebenezer Scrooge? Oh, and Little Timmy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Is it Little Timmy? Yeah. Tiny yeah. Tim. No, wait. Tiny. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim did walking through the tulips on the ukulele. Well, there's another anyway. there's another Christmas story. It's a little oh, known Christmas story. Uh-huh. The original Christmas story has this character named as Ebenezer Scrooge. Right, he's visited I by the ghost. A Christmas one. Carol. Oh, a Christmas Carol. <laughs> a Christmas story oh, is uh, it's about, about a house in Cleveland. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Christmas Carol. Good research, yeah. Kurt. Yeah. Trunk there. That's Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> it is. I saw this movie on and the other Tim. day. It was a Christmas Carol Part Two, and it was Ebenezer Dog. And there's some oh. differences between the two characters. But they're both pretty cheap. They're both pretty great. Oh, right. <laughs> Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge is a hard, cold miser who spends his day counting his profits and wishing the world would leave him alone. Yee. Ebenezer Dog is friendly and outgoing, but hates spending money on anything that isn't necessary, like Evan Williams and NC-17 movies. And Heat. Oh, yeah. There you go. Whoa. Yeah. That was, damn. <laughs> wow. Ebenezer, oh, a no, hang in there. Hang in there. Wow. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge doesn't believe in charity, and he is certain that those who do are just lazy bums looking for a handout. Ebenezer Dog only believes in one charity, the Girl Scouts, and he donates generously every year via their Thin Mint sales. And that, you're like a sleeve man when it comes to Thin Mints. No, sleeve, give me Thin Mints, you know, uh, what? Half a sleeve is fitting. No, okay, throw and, your and Thin Mints out of here. I, I want, thought you I want the Samoas. 
Oh, damn it. I do, I, you I do like Samoa. And I, and I want damn it. And I don't like eat a whole box. On. I have no shame in that. Yeah. Well, there's damn only it. like 12 of them. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's only 12 cookies. Yeah. That's a serving. Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge's entire life is his business, and he shuts out his nephew, who is his only relative. Ebenezer mm-hmm. Dog's entire life is... <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh. Come on. Ebenezer Dog's entire life is fishing. And if he had a nephew, he'd teach him to like the things that he does, like giving back to your community and Penthouse Magazine. (laughs) Always wait for it. It's a little formulaic. (laughs) Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by his old business partner, Jacob Marley, who warns him to change or he will spend all eternity trying to make up for it. Ebenezer Dog is visited by his old business partner, Jacob Chunky, who warns him. That he still owes him $5 and I'll pay you back when I get my tax refund isn't going to fly any longer. Wow. Is that the dentist? Yeah. $5. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge gets visited by three ghosts who show him the errors of his ways. The ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Ebenezer Dog gets visited by three ghosts as well. The ghosts of Christmas bickering, snickering, and self-loathing. I... I, you, well, were you at my family's Christmas? <laughs> that one, that one is actually kind of on the nose. I think. Yeah. Uh, one last one. I'm yes. sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm d- one for the road. One yes. for the road. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge eventually learns charity and love and saves himself from the doom of which Marley warned. Ebenezer Dog eventually learns to take a deep breath, bury his problems a little further, and deal with this shit at a later date. Dinger Dog. I've wow. seen that movie and it's fabulous. That's Dickensian for uh, sure. Uh, do you guys want to take a quick break? Sure, man. We will be right back. Gentlemen, I I know you all have been seeing these devices on on the television that they, they will translate Japanese to to English or sure. Spanish to English, and, so, and they're great. So if you're traveling the world, you can you can speak with with your native language and be understood. The Apple one even goes from reindeer to English. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And those are great inventions. But the folks at Moral Implications and I got together, and we were like, listen. They're missing the main point. How often do you travel overseas? Not I mean, very for often. me, never. Thank yeah, God. I mean, what, but how often are you confused by people's comments right here in the good old U.S. of A.? Yeah. With the holidays coming up. Mm. Well, that's the problem. You know, like, you get involved with your parents, and they're a different generation. They speak what's on their right. mind. Right. Some of the times, speaking what's on your mind. Well, and, and there's all sorts of, sometimes there's different etiquette with things, and they, people don't speak what's on their mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, the folks... We are tr- at Moral Implications. We're going to decode that. We're going to decode intergenerational talk Ooh. with the OK Boomer decoder device. Uh, it's only ninety nine ninety nine, nice. and here's what it'll do. So, say you're at Thanksgiving, and your your mother says, "Hey, uh, hey, Aaron, when are you going back to the gym?" Translation. Oh yeah. Getting, putting on a little weight. Right, see, right, absolutely. See, uh, and it hey, pulls you aside and it says it to you in private yeah. as opposed to in front of all of your family. Sure, sure. Does it? I like, the, I like the fact that it just says, your mom thinks you're getting a little heavy. <laughs> uh, or, hey, Chunk, Chunk, uh, hey, I would really love to pitter patter a little feet around my house in the We're holiday. working on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> what, de- decode? When are you two going to buck up and have children? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, you're still working there. 
Uh, yeah. Why did I spend forty thousand dollars on your college education? Right. Like so. So what? This. How do you spend that? Spend it. <laughs> I wish you'd made better decisions in undergrad. Are you going to be in this job forever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aaron's knows them all. <laughs> That's because I'm the voice with the reactions. I'm the boomer voice. All right, right. So what this does is... So the is boomer it, decoder device. Boomer decoder device. It hears those things, and it tells you what, what your folks mean. So if they say, wow, that's a nice automobile... Do you think it's going to pass the admissions test? They're mm-hmm. like, you're a grown man. Buy a decent car. Right, so, right. Anyway. To the point. Ninety-nine, mm. Bring it to your next holiday get-together. It'll be a blast. Awesome. Buy it now. Hello and welcome back to the second segment of the Afternoon Yap. I can't believe you're still with us. Why is that? I mean the listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sticking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our Yap Quickies. Uh, we have uh, the decade coming to a close. We have the That's year crazy. coming to a close. We wanted to do something kind of different this time. Uh, we wanted to go through our top tens of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to talk about my favorite uh, 10 video games of the decade. Dinger Dog is going to tell us about his top 10 movies. I'm really, really <laughs> looking forward to Me that. Me too. That'll be good. And uh, Aaron, why don't you start us off? The whoa, top whoa, whoa. 10 TV sh- What? I did before... Oh, you're going to defend yourself. No, I'm going gonna... to defend yourself. I am going to defend you. myself. I, dare, I bet you The Rock's Rampage is on that list. No, it's not <laughs> it, 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 anymore. Like, it's not anymore. Not anymore. I, I, it's number 11. Can we just skip right to you? Because no. I'm dying to hear what this no, list no, no. is. No, no, no. You Aaron... wrote it on a pad of paper while you were driving. Sure. But then I <laughs> typed it up. Right. That made it bigger. The thing is, you guys had the top 10s list, and it was like both things that you... Aaron does TV shows. That's what he's done. Uh, you oh, love video you're games. Film, you're the one that graduated yeah, college a major, with a fair. film degree. Right, right, but then I realized that was a mistake after the moral implications. <laughs> after the boomer, boomer decoder device sold shit. you. The last podcast he said, guys, I think we need to have seriously sit around one night and talk about how we're going to get from this many listeners to this many and listeners. And then you scolded me. And I said me. to Dinger, well, if maybe if we, the first thing we could address is the content. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Aaron, but before yes. this... Whew. It's warm in here. Why don't you take? What are, are, are Aaron's going to start us off with the top ten TV shows of the 2010s? Absolutely. And, and to be fair, I don't know. I am not technically a film or movie critic, but yes, my, you are. These are uh, I've seen your blogs. That's I guess I have. Well, I've been I've been published. You know, have you been compensated? You're, you're, you're way more critic than okay. we are. Well, okay, so this is my favorite. Right. I should say rather than best. That's just what I have faith. Oh in. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's this isn't the best. This right, isn't right. like. We're judging this against Metacritic scores. This is what your sure. favorite is. That's yeah. why I'm really looking forward to the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start off with three honorable mentions for anthology series. Um, single seasons, not the whole thing. Number th- number three, it's going to be a little bit of a hot take. I'm not going to do too many hot takes. Uh, Stranger Things didn't make my top. Actually, it's going to be a dozen list of shows. But it did make my top season for an anthology season, season, an anthology series. I really liked it. You guys know Stranger Things. Season one is great. You don't, yeah. need, you don't need my hot take. You don't need to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Just watch one season. You're good. Yeah. Oh, that is a hot take. Is yeah. that So the first season? Yeah, the very, very yeah. first season is what yeah. I was trying to spit out. Coming in at number two is True Detective season one. That's not in your top ten? 
No, because the other two seasons, it's anthology, and the other two seasons I, don't I, live up to it. The first season, but that is so oh, first fabulous fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's so, so Let the man good. speak. Well, I thought that was the point, was we were allowed to talk during yeah, this. absolutely. Oh, well. I, I want you guys to see Dang it, dog, we know that you... Did you ever see True Detective? Nope. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, detectives in the 80s right, Louisiana. Right. There might be a theme here. Go ahead. Fantastic. Okay, and for my last one, there's a little irony here. Of all the shows I'm going to talk about, season two of Fargo on FX might be the best single season of television I've ever seen. Yeah. The series doesn't make the cut because it's different quality. Yeah. But if I can give, if anybody takes anything away from what I'm going to talk about on this podcast today, go make season two of Fargo on so it. So are the seasons contained? Is that what you're talking about in Fargo? Or is it a continuation of the first season for Fargo? It's, it's, it's with the anthology series. It's just basically the name. Okay. And you tell different stories in different seasons. Okay. It's one common thread, which is the name or some Easter eggs. It's not character development. But Stranger Things isn't a, an anthology oh, series. Oh, you know, then? that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. You know? All right, don't worry about it. Don't, yeah, don't, don't go that's to Netflix fine. and grill.blog. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> All right, so now let's get into my... Uh, we're supposed to be 10, but I did 12. All right. That's if there fine, are no rules, apparently. I thought we discussed this, but that's fine. <laughs> nothing, nothing rings like top 12 and maybe 15 for the 10s. Right, right. So <laughs> Game of Thrones, I thought, would have been a lot higher if you asked me during season one or season two. It just crashed and burned. Just the way, it, the way it ended left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I think when you got to talk about the last season of Game of Thrones, you have to talk about how well it was directed. Some of those episodes are just directed phenomenally. Yeah. There's it's really great dark. action scenes. It is dark, especially when they. they I mean, not Winterfell. not metaphorically. Right, like, right. The, like, I remember physically. Yeah. I remember during the last season, people tweeting, being like, I've never seen a show that's so well shot, there acted. You go. Uh, produced with the shittiest writing you've ever right. seen. And it's because they ran out of source material. Yeah. So Game of Thrones should have been higher. Not very good. It was eight seasons on HBO. Number 11, Vice. we're going to stick with HBO, Vice Principals. Oh, love Vice Principals. Love Vice Principals. Danny McBride and Walter Goggins play competing educators who are Vice Principals trying to become a principal. Only 18 episodes total on HBO. So you got about nine or 10 hours of vice principals and man you can really just breeze through that shit. and my real my first real introduction to walton goggins and his uh-huh. comedy because i've been so familiar with uh danny mcbride for so long and sure. he basically plays the same character in everything he's in which is fine i mean it's it's fantastic it's a great but trick pony i would i would say that vice principals is probably my favorite of his works agreed 100 percent. speaking of walton goggins we are just going to keep on going with him. Number 10, Justified on FX. So this is your top 10 now. Now we're in the top now 10. Now we're in the top now we're in the 10, top 10 since 10. you've done five. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant plays uh, Raylan Givens, a U.S. Marshal who was at war with childhood friend slash foe. Walton Goggins, who plays Boyd Crowder, who is like the uh, heir apparent to the Dixie Mafia in Harlan County. It's, it's, it's cops versus robbers. Sometimes the bad guy, Walton Goggins, is really the good guy. He's got the heart of gold. He really cares about people. And sometimes the good guy, Timothy Olenfant, the... Uh, is the bad guy? The Raylan Givens, he's the U.S. Marshal. He's a jerk. He treats people really poorly. It's like, who's got a better heart? The bad guy or the good guy? It really makes you think about those things. And it's you got a lot of bourbon. You're in Kentucky. There's a ton of beautiful women. A lot of great music. I mean, these are all up dinger dogs. I, uh, Allie. Never seen it. Oh man, you would love it. It's it to criticize a little bit justified does get very uneven at times, but when it is good, it is hard to beat. 
All right, number nine. We're finally going to get in some Netflix on the top 12. Uh, Master of None with Aziz Ansari. I could not get into that show. Really? And I try, and I love Aziz Ansari. Sure. I, I, what didn't you like if, about it? Uh, well, <laughs> the first thing was is it didn't get endorsed by my, by my wife, which is a lot of the times going to pretty much put a nail in the coffin for okay. continuing watching a show. But I watched the pilot probably three times. Uh, really? And you just couldn't connect? Uh, well, I, I love him in... Um, what was Parks the, and Rec. And Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. I, I think that character suited him so well. Sure. I don't like his stand-up whatsoever, but I love okay. him in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. This is... I don't Two know. seasons? No, no, no. I'm saying like the character that he plays in this is kind of like the everyday guy in dating in New York, right? Yeah, it's a sex in the city, but for you know, like he's a guy. Yeah, and, and it got this the show got incredible reviews. Oh, it's it's wonderful. The music is great. It's shot really great. It's really avant-garde and weird. Yeah. At, at different times. I only could get through the first like 3 episodes or so. Not saying that I don't think that it's a good show. It's just I something happened. You I just couldn't get hooked on. Try it. try jumping into the second season. Okay. Just that forget works. about the first season. Okay, okay. You'll be able to pick it up really quickly. I really liked it a lot. He is a great filmmaker. He writes a lot of it. He directs a lot of it. Yeah. My he, he's really that. stepping forward as an artist. Number eight, again on Netflix, two seasons, Ozark. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney play money launderers on the run. Marty and Wendy Bird. Are you guys familiar with this one at all? Uh, so the, the, first season, yeah. the first season, I actually liked more than the second season because mm-hmm. the first season was way more Jason Bateman-ish. There's sure. a lot more... It's he a lot, carries there's a lot. a lot more comedy in that mm-hmm. one and a lot more of him, like just his kind of comedy. Right. They totally get rid of that in the second season where the yeah. second season is much darker. There's a much, lot more much violence. It, I yeah. still liked it a whole lot. I thought it was yeah. great. But the first season would, had a lot more lighter moments to sure. it for me. I would agree with that. And I have a, my criticism for season two also would be that there were a lot of unnecessary deaths at the end. Like I, I want to have faith in the showrunners and the producers that they're going to make season three really well. But, uh, Sometime I was at the end, like, oh gosh. Anyway, they're gonna kill everybody. It's on my queue. I'll, I'll catch it. I'll you get should. It. It's a yeah. totally good. Dinner Dog's queue right now. He's on the fourth season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, he's on this Chain's sixth season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I'm actually caught up. That's the one show that you that you've reviewed so far right. that I yeah, saw you are. the whole thing. Done, saw it all. Nice. I've seen it. I've done saw that seen show. it all. Number seven on my list uh, has the best ensemble cast, I think, of the 2010s. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays Salma Mayer, a politician, a vice president, and Veep. What a great show. Yeah. It's like the funniest show of the 2010s, I think. Yeah. She is prettier, smarter, a better comedian, a better artist than she ever was under, on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Just, just my kind of hot Why you got to lead with prettier, bro? I should have said that last year. <laughs> it was very <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> no, she's beautiful, though. She, she is. She is, she is I, gorgeous. I, I like uh, her. Tony Hale. Timothy Simons, Matt Walsh, Reed Scott, Anna Chomsky, Gary Cole, Sam Richardson, and Kevin Dunn round out just an ensemble cast. And I think a lot of it is just a lot of improv they do, and they work really well together. And it's just, it's one of those shows, Veep, it's only half an hour, but you have to watch it twice because you have to catch all the jokes you missed. Check all the, yes, catch all the jokes you laugh through the first time. Right. It's, it's really, really good. It, is uh, Kevin Dunn Buster from, is yeah, that who that is? That's exactly okay. right. Yeah. I like he is great. He is, uh, her, her like right hand man, yeah, and she just treats him like a dog, and he loves her, and it's just their chemistry is really, really great. Number six, we're gonna stick with HBO. Barry, only two seasons. Bill Hader plays a hitman who going through a midlife crisis who wants to be a good guy, but he's a pretty shitty guy. Well, he's a hitman. He's a hitman. Yeah. Well, he's an he's an armed service guy going through uh, some PTSD. They piece it together. He's kind of had a ch- shitty childhood, 
But rounding out the cast is uh, Anthony Herring, who plays Noah Hank, which mm-hmm. is guy just steals every single scene he's We've in. talked about this, right? Did we talk about this the first time you were on the podcast? I think we may have, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like my favorite character yeah. on TV. You want and a I, sandwich? I should make you a sandwich? My favorite thing about him is, is his... His dialogue is all punchlines, right. but he's such a good actor that yeah. it always comes off as genuine, like he's genuinely saying it. Absolutely. Like I, he is, he steals that show. Absolutely. Every single scene. Um, but back to Bill Hader, he directs and writes a lot of them. Henry Winkler is his character's mentor and uh, Stephen Root, who we should all be thankful for just in our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. He's had such a great career. He plays, well, his Bill Hader's bad mentor, the hitman mentor. It's it's a it's a weird show because it's, it's got so some shocking violence to yeah. it, and then it's got it, some shockingly funny moments. It's too. got some shockingly funny, but like for me, it's definitely no Hank that steals the show. Yeah. Oh, there's one Amen joke where he says we're kind of like Fleetwood Mac. He's like, we break up, we get back together, we break up, we get back together, then we come up with the greatest album of all time, Fleetwood Mac Live or Fleetwood <laughs> yeah. Mac Greatest Hits or something <laughs> right. like that. And like, yeah. all of his jokes are like that. They're Absolutely. all they're all punchlines but it like his delivery is just so good he's great silk the guy's awesome number five on amc with four seasons better call saul the uh spiritual before during and after companion to breaking bad bob odenkirk today's best comedic actor are you a mr show fan have we had this discussion uh brain in my blood and air in my lungs yeah. I'm from the 90s, so yeah. yes, I'm a Mr. Show yes, fan. Yes, I'm a diehard Mr. Show so, fan. So I mean, like, being alive his, in the 90s doesn't his, mean you're his, from the 90s. His sense of humor <laughs> yeah. like, is so silly and right. like, very, very kind of like Mel Brooks-ish. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that type of humor. And so like for him to get this spinoff show, I've, only, it's so I've watched the it's great. first three seasons. I don't think I've seen the last one, and season five is coming soon. January right? 2020. So yeah, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for season four to get to Netflix so I can watch it. Sure, sure. It's, it's great. Um you see some old characters, Mike Ehrmantraut and Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, and then there are uh, some new characters who really steal your heart and your attention. Reese Sehorn plays Kim Wexler. Michael Mondo plays Nacho, the drug dealer with the heart of gold we're all rooting for. And Michael McKean, come on. He plays Chuck McGill. He's the best. He's the best. Michael McKean's great. Yeah, for Spinal Tap, Dinger Dog, well, you got yeah. that big question mark above your head. I, right I just don't, yeah. You can He's say names, li- I'm just not going to know them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, is he Linny or Squiggy? Which one is he? I don't know. Squiggy. I, I don't know. Okay, number four, Amazon Prime checks in. Uh, Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's tale of a one-woman self-destruction in London. Uh huh. It's fantastic. She breaks the fourth wall all Boy, the time. Well, you really like this. This is your number four. This is my number four. All right, all right. I, and it's I love her. I, I Marcy Darcy knows how much in love I am with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's great. It's all spurned from a one-woman show. One-woman show like five years ago at some English arts festival and she's become a media darling because of it. Do you and Marcy Darcy have the conversation about the one freebie? I think she knows. Wait, or she don't even... You oh, don't the, the, the one freebie. Yeah. 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 The one freebie that you're allowed to have one and then it gets right, criticized right. Yeah. and they get to say it about every hockey player. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every guy on her shitty soap opera. Yeah, <laughs> that takes their shirt off. Right. All right, and back to the... Love Your it, one love freebie it, it. is... What's her name from... Uh, the 80s, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's the a bird, 80s. but it's not uh, a very... F- uh, breakfast, or no, uh, the mom and dad saved the universe, or what's the blonde girl that you're in love Christine with? Christine Applegate? Ah, uh, no, shit. All right, you have to think of it. Hot burn. All right, number three, I think... Babysitter's Club. No, is that one Oh, called? oh, hell, Elizabeth... Uh, Warren. From... <laughs> 
the uh, what is the name? Don't you of that love show? it when I steamroll like <laughs> his the whole thought process. Chicago Tales, babysitting, adventures in babysitting, adventures yeah, well, in babysitting with Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue, yes, we made it. She is. Yeah, That's quality entertainment, five. gentlemen. Right there. <laughs> all time top five. Okay, number three, The Crown on Netflix. Oh, come on. Oh, you oh know it's the best thing Netflix has ever done. M- really? Milady no, no, no. is really, really? digging yeah. that. I, My wife tries to get me to watch it all the time. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you, you, have to, you just have to watch it. It's, it's that it's good, right? The, the production values, the writing, the acting. It's all incredible. If you don't know, it's about uh, Claire Foy plays Queen Elizabeth II and Matthew if Smith. Number one is Downton Abbey. I, you know, I have not seen Stop Downton Abbey. Stop it. <laughs> And and Matthew Smith plays her husband, Prince Phillips. Their chemistry is only second on this list to who I'm going to get who is number one. That on-screen couple. Uh, It's just really, really great. I I can't speak enough about The Crown. We just burned right through it. Um, Well, shit, now we got to watch it. They're taking a big leap with The Crown. So they axed the entire crew. Okay. Well, I don't know about the people behind the scenes. The people in front of the camera, talent, all gone. Literally? Yeah, they killed him. It was crazy. It was <laughs> I mean, like, special. I mean, in the show, like, yeah. no, they they play their historical figures, but they jump ahead thirty years. Okay, so, so they, they jumped from like nineteen fifty, well, about twenty years from nineteen fifty to nineteen uh, seventies, hmm. and they have all new actors. They're not doing any of that CGI stuff from the Irishman. No prosthetics. Right. All new cast and character. Well, same characters, new cast. It's gonna be gotcha. interesting, and I think it's out. Number two, Atlanta, two seasons on FX. Really? So, so good and subversive and weird. I mean, I love what's it, what's the main actor's Donald name? Glover. Donald Glover. He's great. Donald Glover is great. From Predator 2? No, not that one. So, uh, oh, that's Danny Glover. That's Danny Glover. Right. Don, Donald Glover plays a guy named Ern Marks who uh, drops out of Harvard and uh, moves back to his neighborhood and he's trying to put his life back together. Uh, the cast, it's really great. The cast is just blown up. They're filming season three and four right now, and I can't imagine we're going to get an episode, uh, another season after season four because the cast is so big. Like Donald Glover, one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. Brian Tyree Kill plays Alfred Paperboy Miles, uh, who is the rapper that Donald Glover's character is a cousin with and tries to manage. That guy's like a Broadway star. Lakeith Stanfield just uh, the, the, he was just he's blown up as well. He plays Darius Epps. The uh, clairvoyant stoner of the crew. Uh, he just starred in Knives Out, a big box office smash this weekend. He's one of the detectives in that. His career's blown up as well. And speaking of beautiful women who are talented, Zazie Beetz plays uh, Ern's love interest, Vanessa. She is in Deadpool. I think she's the lead in that. Uh-huh. She is just awesome. Her career's blowing up too. So I think in 20 years, another hot take, we're all going to look back at Atlanta and be like, wow, how did these four characters get on the screen at the same time? Lovely city. Lovely city. <laughs> it is lovely city. All right. You guys have got to guess what my number one is. I know what it is because you told me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's the Americans on FX, the show oh, of the decade and I by far. I have been told to watch that show for a decade now. Yeah. And I, my great. wife swears because I told her what your answer was. Yeah. And she said, we watched a full season and we decided not to keep going. And I was like, mm. I don't remember that happening. But sh- she would know. Yeah. I, I, Too many white wine spritzers there. <laughs> Too many white wine. Yeah, I probably during a whole season. Right, right. <laughs> One night. So I just love it. Six seasons. FX. Matthew Reese. Is it done? Yes. Sorry, it sorry ended three years ago. Matt, two years ago, maybe. Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell played super spies. They're Russians. They're trying to infiltrate America. And I mean, super spies. They get the hardest jobs. They don't speak. You can't tell they have an accent. Well, we all know Carrie Russell because she was on Felicity and she cut her hair. And then nobody watched Felicity any longer. Especially if they put that stupid hat on her dog. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Stinger dog, so, don't you cut a curly girl's hair? So, so they're He's married. Not in, they're married in real life too, um, and they have the best on-screen chemistry, I think, as a couple since Edie Falco and James, uh, Tony Soprano, basically okay. since James Gandolfini. I think they are just together, and they're, they're great. And it's 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 an '80s period piece. You get a lot of Fleetwood Mac. You get a. It's just shot really well. One of the producers uh, was a former CIA agent, so I think a lot of the stuff is based, not like real true, but based on true stories, probably exaggerated quite a bit. Their chemistry is great. Noah Emmerich, one of my favorites of all time, plays Stan Beeman, the FBI neighbor across the street. Uh, the Americans is deep. It's got a lot of layers. It's a lot of fun. It's a slow burn at times, but it's worth it. It's my favorite show of the 2010s. Wow, thanks for that top 15. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Dinger Dog. I mean, this is what I've been waiting patiently for. Yeah, so Let's do it. You know, I, this is what I've been waiting patiently for. Is I want to know what Dinger Dog's top ten favorite movies of the twenty tens are. You know, I uh, I'm so excited. All right, so off air yes. we had a little argument about who would go first. And I made a big mistake letting Aaron go ahead of me. You're <laughs> way more prepared than I am. Okay, so it's like, you know, in, in college, when right, you do a presentation. Right. I'm not expecting you, for you to be prepared. I'm expecting you have at least a list. I do have a list. You, I do have a list. Just, and I, 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 I do have a list. At least a list. I'm not expecting for you to be prepared. And, and I have my caveat. So this decade, the tens, the yes. de- I spent the, the, being like, that's, you know, my, my youngest is 10. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Spent a lot of time quarantining. So if it if it skews a little young, okay, I, that's my or if I don't watch movies, yeah. or yeah, I've been parenting. <laughs> God damn it! Right, all right, right, all right. So um, and mm-hmm. you, all those details, I'll let you guys fill in the details for those if you know them. I Dog, know. I've known you twenty years. I was not expecting you to bring. <laughs> I, all right, all right. Yes. So number ten on the list. Oh God! Uh, yes. Big Hero Six. I don't know what that is. Do you guys know what that is? It's no. a it's a Pixar film. Mm. It's actually one of the best of the decade. Uh, there's one other Pixar on here or two. Uh, <laughs> there's three <laughs> Pixar films on your top ten list. That, no, but it's it's about essentially um, uh, a young inventor who dies, and he but he creates this robot that heals people. And his brother takes over the robot, and it's it's actually a wonderful movie. I don't think it gets any credit, and it's it's I, probably honestly I've not heard of it. it. Try it if you if you have to watch movies with your nieces or nephews, or if you just feel like, I mean, it's it's Dog knows his his animated films, so, so I, 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 I can't get I can't get angry at this, yeah, because he's probably dead on. All right, and I would was, assume he's probably dead. That on was this. 2014. So yes. All right, uh, number nine. I wanted to get a Star Wars. Here from the, from that from the decade of the tens, mm-hmm. and guess which one I went with? Uh, probably Five, nine. No, three, you probably went six. with. <laughs> Aaron loves Star Wars. Rogue One. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna say you probably went with Rogue One. Rogue One of the of the new films is that's the shit that I wanted to see in the new Star Wars. I wanted to see Star Wars go in a new direction. It's new direction. It's darker. They, they have it's some violent. of those. Yeah, there's violence. They have some Nudity. of the like the good guys aren't necessarily all as good as you want them to be. Nice. The rebels have to do things that rebels have to do. Yeah, it's a I, war uh, movie. Yeah, it, it was directed by the guy that did Fury. Yeah, and they actually had Disney had to jump in at the last minute and be like, hey. Like this is a bit much. That's what I wanted to see. That's what I wanted. Like, because you see a Marvel movie, you've seen them all. Yeah. Like, I wanted them to take Disney or take Star Wars and just go with it. Like, make 
make all kinds of different movies because you can. It's a huge universe. It's a u- huge universe. And, and sure. so I'm going to grab onto what you said about Marvel. I don't do Marvel at it's, all. It's pretty boring. Much. It, I like. I mean, but the only I'm, one, the only one that maybe I don't even know if this is Marvel. It makes my list. The closest thing to Marvel. Well, don't skip numbers. This is number eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good that's one. A good I, one. I, I mean, Great I don't know. I just, so I guess the hopping back. So it was, it, that was 2014 Guardians of the Galaxy. I went through the, so many lists today to find <laughs> out because I'm like, oh, crap. I have to do the top 10 films of the 10s. And I went through like top 100s, top 500s. And I like I was really just writing down every movie that I've seen. Yeah. Sure, and my sure. list was probably 17 long. So this I know. I'm proud so of you, Danger Dog. I'm proud of you. <laughs> no, it's I mean, I guess a decade of television. Of it's been a decade of yeah other it's things. A, it's been a decade, decade, a decade, decade of decade. decade. When you're in South Africa, you just say dickhead, and it sounds like decade, <laughs> oh. <laughs> decade. All right, sorry, that was that was a big didn't callback. Know this show was yeah. called I Digress, <laughs> right. featuring Junk uh, and Dinger. Number seven. Uh, you don't want to say any more about that movie, but Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It's I, the introduction I, of uh, uh, what's his name, Root Groot. No, the 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 leader. Chris Order. Pratt. Chris Pratt. Pratt yeah, big boy, he is, everybody had fallen in love boy. with him in, in Parks and Rec. The yeah. director saw him, said, "You're going to lose a bunch of weight. You were going to be the You're guy." Like chiseled. that's that's how Damn, he was cast in that movie. He didn't even have to uh, audition for it. They, the director knew that he wanted that guy because he's so charismatic. Right. He's so charming. He's my one. My, my. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, it works because it's very, for both of us. He's very Christian. Is that going to work? Well, for lovemaking, you're fine. I'm right, I'm but, just, like, you're not going to marry the guy anyway. Well, you could. I, I mean, it's only, yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Yeah, All right are so. you sure he'd go for you? Yeah, sure. Right? I'm charming. All right. Number seven. Number seven. Ex Machina. I oh, is it good? Yet. I, I so I wanted I, to see that for it's, it's called Ex Machina. Correct? No, that's what that's what I actually reviewed this kind of so on and some yap in years previously. Oh god, it was brilliant too. The movie was out uh, three years ago. Yeah, and this right. was his hot take on. Oh, it's actually on the I didn't. I, this was shameful when I was like because I, I argued with you. It's 2014. All right, you're going 2014 film. Uh, it's about it's a it's basically about one. AI and like how you tell the difference between AI and humans. Is it Frankenstein for the digital age? It's um, kind of. It's okay. kind. Of, it's it's really the 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 way they build suspense through this. I mean, it's really character driven, and there's like only three characters that you can see and in the Oscar whole film. Isaac's is one, right? Yes, that guy is so and good. he's fantastic and everything. Yep, yep. So and that, I mean, thanks for bringing names in because I yeah. don't know any names. Sure, sure. Um. So we're going to move right along because I don't want to. You're talk doing a great job, man. You're doing a great job. Uh, number six. I didn't want to do a whole series. He doesn't need praise. He's fine. <laughs> He's been doing this not, a long not from time. You. He's fine. Yeah, a little praise every once in a while, you know. Uh, so I wanted to get something from this series on here because I actually I truly love it, and you can make fun of me if you want. I don't care. Um, and I think this is the best film of the trilogy that's actually made into four which is catching fire from the hunger games yeah. you guys watch those movies oh, at all yeah i watched Read them. those my wife's a huge hunger fan hunger <laughs> game fan. yeah <laughs> yeah uh catching fire it's like all of the movies do a pretty good job of uh capturing the darkness of the books the kind yeah. of dystopian like is that, I, is that the second one that's the second one yeah, yeah. that that's the best one it is the best one of, is of, philip seymour hoffman still in that one he's still he yes that's his introduction okay well, and I'm good. so mad at him because the last two should be the best, but since he decided to selfishly, <laughs> since he decided to be a victim of addiction, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm let's sorry. not go I, down that road. No, but poor no, guy. no. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Uh, the, the the last one could have been great. Um, all right, we're gonna change let's gears. Let's not talk about how Jennifer Lawrence is hot. Like, that's well, a movie she, for yeah, guys. and you got Woody Harrelson too, right? Woody yeah, Harrelson Woody Harrelson's is fantastic. He's a drunk. Yes. He's, he's the best actor of his yeah, generation right. in, in the conversation. Uh, and number five, and this is interesting because Aaron had all these ideas like what his favorite verse is good. Oh, Aaron had 19. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he was all well and thought out. whittling it down. I right, put this right. on here because I probably <laughs> saw this movie the most. And how can you do, talk about Meat movies of the 10s oh, without great. talking about this movie? Frozen. Okay, well, it's got good songs. Yeah, sure. It's got wonderful songs that are Olaf like... Olaf is an incredible character. The, the, the songs are so catchy. It's like since Frozen 2 just came out, we had to go back and, and we got Disney Plus and we bowed to sure. our overlords. Yeah. As you should, Aaron. Never. <laughs> um, I went back and rewatched it with the, with the Kittles. Man, I'm singing it all. All I mean, for let it go is one of the best Disney songs. I don't know if it's as good as the Moana song, which I can't think of right now. Right, but, those right. Are the but songs you can think of "Let It Go." Other. You could sing it right now yeah, if you wanted yeah, exactly. to. Yeah, so, exactly. Olaf, Olaf's song about uh, snow and is is brilliant. Yes. Did you guys know Olaf is uh, the lead in Mindhunter? Yeah, he's and the young detective. No, he's not. Olaf is the actor that has the curly hair that was in Aren't there two male leads in Frozen? Yes. Olaf is the actor that Olaf's was... a snowman. Oh, no, the other guy, the prince. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Sorry, the prince. Sorry. Yeah. And, and but the best... Sorry, ahead. I didn't mean Here. to just and, oh, no, that's, go that's, after you there. And fine. spoiler yeah. alert, if you haven't seen Frozen, the best thing is it, it's Disney finally gets that, like, you don't have to have the princess rescued by a man. Yeah, sure. So that was that was a breakthrough it's for woke. them. It's and very I woke. Think it's, yeah. yeah, it's a woke film. Yeah, it, two, it got two leading woke. ladies. And this this one creeped up my list just because it's hard to make a list of ten. So number four, we're going with, and I hope you guys can help me out with who made this film and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Snowpiercer. Uh, I haven't oh, seen that right, movie, right, right. I, but I that's got Captain America in it, right? I think so. The, the main actor, yeah. So uh, it looked I, good. I didn't see it's it. It's on Netflix. So it, yeah. there's maybe a, a dystopian theme. Going sure. through my runaway uh, train, correct? So, no, it's not a runaway train. It's it's this train. There's some sort of apocalyptic winter. The train basically has to keep going forever. It just runs around the world, and that's the only reason they and the people on the train are the last people alive. Oh wow! And it's very divided in that the back of the train is the you know third back class, of the house. sure, yeah, and on up and proletariat versus bourgeois. Yeah, and essentially there's a revolution, and it's mm-hmm. excellent because they're stuck on this train. Uh, the it's a Korean film. Is up your alley. Yes, it's I like Revolution Korean Dystopia. Film? It's it's great. Uh, so check it out if Definitely. you haven't. That was from 2013. That is a wide jump from Frozen to Snowpiercer. <laughs> We're gonna jump right back to my number three. Uh, it's funny. I, every time I think of this movie, I think about my kids saying, I never see you cry. And I'm like, well, you didn't look over in the theater when we were watching Toy Story 3. Okay. No. I am a huge fan of the Toy Story series. I love my I love my animated films, as Chunk likes to make sure. fun of me for. I don't make fun of you for it. I actually <laughs> come to you for this knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. The, I'm, I haven't seen Toy Story 4 because I was really disappointed I because this it wrapped it, the series, so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Toy I wa- Story 4 does seem like a money grab for me. Yeah, it was. And this, I remember the funny, I the way they brought the characters together, the way they, they kind of gently ended that. Uh, there's a climactic scene when I was like, all the char- all the uh, characters are holding hands, and I'm like, they're heading towards to get melted. Andy, it's terrible. Is I it when the Andy theater. goes to college? Yeah, 
Is that the scene you're talking about? And he goes to college, and but when they're all gonna get smelted or whatever, I'm like holding hands with strangers in the theater. Because the third time I've seen it, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm a child. Uh, um, so it's a good no, movie. Those fine. movies are yeah. long. Uh, that I okay. So I'm done talking. No, no, please I, yeah. just throw it out there. I, I it's just I remember that moment. I was on some date that was going badly, and mm. that part where they're about to get melted. that part where they're about to get melted. I was like, well. why is this in the movie? Like, this is really tugging at heartstrings at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, and it, those were characters I grew up with. My my younger brother is like a decade younger than me, so I, that was a film that was on repeat when I was growing up. So, sure, sure. Um. All right, now this may be a little recency what bias. What are we at? This is number two. All right, and like I want you guys to think about all the all right, films all right, all right. that because I looked at all the other top tens out there by people, and I'm like, sure. oh, those are movies that are probably really good. That I, there's no Inception going to be on this list. There's no yeah, because I never saw them. <laughs> <laughs> I had kids. Yeah, right. So, but I did. Uh, Inception doesn't belong on that list. No. Nah, uh, well, there's a there's a bunch. It's a gimmick. Yeah, Inception. Django gimmick. Unchained, not on the list. Not on the list. Mm. Uh, but this is on the list. And I just recently saw it because it's a 2019 film. And it was on the flight. <laughs> no, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, this is your right. top one movie. I don't know. It's number two. It's number two. Oh, I'm sorry. Kids, yeah. settle down. Sorry. Settle down. There's no law when you're on the claw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Only, and I just thought that moment in the theater for me, and maybe it's because it's one of the first films I've been back to the theater to see, like an adult movie right. with an adult white. You know, like, yeah. it was so engulfing. Yeah. It's just those two leads. Those two, I mean, are so absolutely goddamn good together. Yep. Yeah, and whatever. All I the really callbacks to and the movies that he yes. had been in, yeah. and and just like every time Brad Pitt takes his shirt off. And, yeah, hubba right. hubba. <laughs> yeah. So that and a little recency bias just to keep my list. Sure, sure. I, I had to skew the average age because all of them were from 2013, other than this one. <laughs> uh, and my top film. Uh-huh. Okay, here it comes. No, this is actually. I think this. I. I. This is my favorite. It's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. The sounds incredible for the sound guy over there. Uh, 2015, Mad Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my God! Good job. Yeah. So oh, wow. I think that this movie. I just watched this movie on Black Friday. I watched it just. I watched it twice. <laughs> Are you sure that was a Black weeks? Friday documentary. Good, good choice, man. I. I. I think that the way this. It's. It's a. It's an action movie all the way through. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. With the action, but it's an action movie that it's so compelling, and it's none of the action ever gets cheesy. Nope. And it it, it is a long chase scene, and you could care less. You could, and mm. like every like my wife hates this movie, and she's like uh-huh. she's like all it is is a chase scene. I was like I don't care. Like right. I'm having the most fun that I've had in the theater in a long time. I oh, think sure. I saw that movie three times in the theater. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Charlie's there and she's got a shaved head and she's still the most gorgeous girl you've she's ever seen in your entire life. And she punches you right in the face. Yeah. I, I, I just think that... The, all, uh, there's no, there's barely any CGI. It's it's mostly <laughs> practical effects. Right. And it's just... And it, it's, it, it clicks all the boxes for me. Yeah. Like action, mm-hmm. dystopian, dude-ish. Dude-ish. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron. Visual, visually stunning, uh, visually stunning. It right. is um, a showpiece for for audio. Okay. For like I like that movie. I put it on on Black Friday because I was like, hey, I want to. I want you to hear my sound system. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ahead and put Mad Max on. Have you seen it, Aaron? No. I, I is it better than Tina Turner in Thunderdome? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll have to give it. I wanted to watch it. I have not seen it. Yet. No. You should. You yeah. should check it out. Um, 
it's it is a ride. And, and you know what? I think that might be the best. I I agree with that sentiment. And, and it was cool. like Ooh, one of the most fun that I've had. Right, I mean, and that's what I and that, I guess time. that's to wrap it up. That's what I was looking for. When I look at my list, I realize that there's a kind of a striking lack of like drama or like real life like all of your shows are about very real world things and i'm like <laughs> you know what give me give me fake toys give me uh talking snowman and dystopia there That's you go it's beauty escapism very nice perfect so yes. let's wrap up this uh let's wrap up this session uh-huh the top 10 video games of the 2010 when you put your arm he's holding his arms open like like the like the Christ of Rio de Janeiro. I'm gonna actually keep <laughs> yeah. this list pretty short. This is a little bit of a ruse, fellas. Uh oh. Because I'm actually gonna do a podcast about this. Uh, are, you breaking, this are you breaking this off? month? What? You breaking? No, off? no, 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 no. <laughs> You're gonna be here, Dinger Dog. Damn. Top ten video games of the 2010s. Number Contra. ten. This is gonna be very divisive, but I've actually beaten this video game with my best pal in the world, Dinger Dog. Mm-hmm. PT. Do you remember oh, PT God, Dinger PT, Dog? Yeah, okay, I could. I, PT was an acronym for Playable Teaser. It was supposed to be the next Silent Hill game developed by, by Hideo Kojima. It is, you cannot find it anymore. It was a demo that was on the PlayStation 4 network. It still remains the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life in terms of media. It's the scariest movie <laughs> I've ever seen. It's the scariest video game Look, I've ever married. played. You're married. Come okay. on. No, I, I honestly, that ghost stuck with me. I, I, Dinger Dog, I mean, me and Dinger Dog sat and we played through it and like, we have to beat this game. And it was, it's weird if I remember correctly, because there's it's not only, really it's a clear way to beat it. And then like, I'm, I'm just whispering, I'm sorry, sweetheart, into some microphone to like not get eaten. It is the most terrifying video game weird I've ever played. <laughs> hands down. Plenty of Pino. That ghost is, is terrifying. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sad that that game never came to life. Pino Grigio. And I really Pino wish Grigio. that somebody would buy the rights to that because... This was originally supposed to be a Konami game. Well, Konami is shifting away from video games. Konami fired Kojima, so this game got pulled from the PSN store. Honestly, I don't I don't know how you're going to find this game if you don't have it, but honestly, it's one of the scariest things I've ever played. Cool. Number 9, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. One of the best RPGs of all time. Press uh, square. It to is throw purple stone. Huh? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So this would have been this would have been the second Bethesda game that I had played. Uh, the the one before that would have been Oblivion. And in Skyrim, this is more of kind of a uh, uh, hack and slash. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, barbarian type of game. Uh, just an excellent RPG. Okay. Number eight. This is tough because you guys have don't. Never, care. I know. I mean, I've got, played there's. Got, I played before. one. So far. we're here for you, man. Yeah. We're here Bloodborne, for you. the first from software game that I've ever played. Uh, just an. Just what? Uh, nothing. I'm just trying to be here for you. I'm just yeah. trying to add context. I was going to make a joke about firm software, as opposed to three and a half inch floppies like Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so Bloodborne, Bloodborne, I bought just on hearsay alone. Like I'd never played a Dark Souls game before. I I didn't know anything about how these games played. Two hours into the game, I was texting my buddy and I was saying, I don't I don't know if this is something that's for me. And I fought the first boss probably 20 times. And I just kept on losing to him and losing to him and losing to him. And I, and I would keep on inching a little bit farther, keep on doing a little bit better. Finally, it dawned on me, I need to go out into the world and level my character up and come back and beat this guy's ass. And that's what I did. Yeah, represent. And that is the entire game. You just inch a little bit forward, inch a little bit forward, level your character up. It, it is 
is such a rewarding game because you are getting your ass handed to you by these hard, hard, hard bosses. You come back hours later, you just barely beat them, and then that is the core gameplay. Uh, number seven, Call of Duty Black Ops. This is the mm-hmm. first Call of Duty game that I ever played. I played a ton of this game with the Dinger Dog. This those is, videos were like the commercials were sweet. So the cool. first, I, this isn't the first Call of Duty game I'd played. This uh-huh. is the first Call of Duty game that hooked me. So the the multiplayer suite was so fun. This is the this is the the Call of Duty game that took place in various different uh, time slots. Uh, one was Vietnam. There was a couple. There was a couple other. I can't remember. Just anything that was co-op or co-op, not co-op. But the big but, thing about this co- uh-huh. this campaign was is there was big open Covert. Vietnam battles, mm-hmm. and this was the very first time there had been four or five Call of Duties before this, but this was the very first Call of Duty that I sunk a considerable amount of time into that I prestige my uh, my online player mm-hmm. with, and just the the campaign is excellent. The multiplayer was excellent, and they're actually rebooting it uh, for now that we've seen the success of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which uh-huh. just came out this year. Numbers. I, I, I know you're trying to breeze through this. Can I ask you a quick question sure. about Call of Duty and those types of games? Sure. Trying to be semi-serious here. Do you think that kind of that stuff fetishizes war? Uh, is that yeah, a whole different, is that a whole different conversation? Than, not any more than like any action movie would. All right. They, they, some of the games are a little bit more respectful than the others, but yeah, you're okay. right. I mean, like some of the stuff that happens in Modern Warfare, I think to myself, oh my God, this is this is pushing it a little bit too much. We uh, should come back. We should have a whole uh, section about this sometime on the cast. Gonna, it be great. sounds a little grown up for the app, but okay. <laughs> number six. Yes, mo- number six. Please. Mortal Kombat 9. So this was a return to form for Mortal Kombat. And for me, this game came out, I think, in 2011. Uh, we it, They had gone through a period of... Uh, Pseudo 3D Mortal Kombat games. This was a return to form. This was a 2D fighter game. It went back to how the originals used to play. There was no more of that uh, kind of switching fighting styles. This is mostly jump kicks, special moves, uppercuts. This is a reimagining of the first three games. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it is this huge love letter. To the original first three games, you're gonna get the, you're gonna get uh, characters from the first three games. You're gonna get uh, stages from the first three games. I just played so much of this. I actually played a bunch of this game online. Who's your it, Who's your player? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I always uh, liked Raiden. Yeah, Raiden's great. Yeah. Uh, number <laughs> five. It wasn't Raiden. It wasn't Raiden. Noob. I'm trying to think of who Shut my player was. You just caught me up. Off guard. I wasn't prepared for that. I don't know. I played with Scorpion. A lot of Scorpion. Yeah. Played with a lot Sub-Zero's of Luke Hag. I played a Let's lot of, with Smoke. Uh, played a lot with Noob Sabot. Um, mm. Number five. This Luigi. is Dinger Dog's probably biggest disappointment. Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, this game just came out last too, year. Yeah. Uh, highly divisive game. Oh. Uh, one of the most gorgeous video games I've ever seen. The story is absolutely fantastic in terms of what Rockstar can do for a Western game. It is a continuation of, obviously, of the first one. Are there zombies in this one? Is that what that is? No, no, no. That was in Red Dead Redemption 1. Oh, my bad. And the, and the DLC <laughs> mm-hmm. was Undead Nightmare, which was when they added in zombies. It's a Western okay. game. It's a Western but game. I, okay. I I loved it. I loved the Sim stuff. I I had no problem with jumping off my horse and petting mm-hmm. my horse and stuff. It, and it, it, it took everything that Rockstar had done up until that point it whittled away all the bull crap. It, uh-huh. it made it more sim heavy, which Dinger Dog hated. You got to a point where you could fish and then you quit the game. Well, I got to the point where it 
Like, so I don't know how many hours you sunk into it. I probably put eight hours in, and I realized that four hours were getting on and off of my horse. Like, I just, it was too, it, I mean, I get why people loved it, because it was ultra-realistic mm-hmm. in that way, but, like, it literally took, like, a 15 count to get on your horse, which probably would take me 15 seconds to get on a horse if I can even get on it, a horse. It has oh, some of the, the most ladder. cinematic <laughs> moments and this isn't hyperbole. Like it has some of the cinem- most cinematic moments in video gaming that I've seen in a long time. I it's mean, a little girl in the There dad, is a scene whatever. where you are riding in with your gang and you are taking over this southern plantation, and it's at night, and there's fire going on, and you storm this house and you kill this guy, and it's I mean, just yeah, the soundtrack is incredible. The yeah. writing is incredible. The snow was beautiful because I only got I the never got out of the snowy mountain. Second to yeah. none, but there is a lot of bullshit that you have to put up with, like riding your horse everywhere. That gets pretty old. Pretty <laughs> yeah, damn like, fast. where's the teleport? You know, yeah. uh, number four, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, of so course, this is this is like a story-driven video game. So. The gameplay might not be the best. You know, the, sh- uh-huh. the, the, the first-person shooting might not be the best combined with your powers. But the story is just absolutely incredible. In the first Bioshock, we get this dystopia, which is takes place under sea in, I think, the 40s or 50s? Whenever mm-hmm. Art Deco, and it's a bunch of Art Deco. This one takes place in a dystopia yeah. that takes place up in, up in the sky, up in the clouds. And during pretty much like the early 1910s, 1920s. Okay. There's a lot of themes going on here. There's a lot of really racist themes going on in, in the way of this. they're, revi- they're, they're, they're revisiting them. what was actually yeah. going okay. on. Okay. And then on top of all of this, there's very much a multiverse story going on, mm-hmm. which is a huge melon scratcher. But it is Melvin scratcher, Melvin scratch, melon scratcher, <laughs> melon farmer. Yeah. But um, I, the original Bioshock still remains my favorite of that series. Probably my favorite game of of the two thousands, but Bioshock Infinite. That's my number four. Number three. Uh huh. Dinger Dog. I don't know if you've played this. Fortnite. Oh god damn it! <laughs> the Last of Us. Did you play that? <laughs> I did not. So The Last of Us is a very serious zombie game. Oh, that's the little. That's the sorry. The dad and the girl. Yes. Okay, I got that mixed up with the one you just said. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, cool. by the good people that I even made know this one. Uh, the Uncharted series. Okay. So because Naughty Dog and the attention to detail that Naughty Dog that Naughty Dog does to all of their environments is just uh-huh. breathtaking. You'll walk into a a bedroom and you will see. It looks like a real bedroom. Like they uh-huh. don't skip any of the details, and it it's doesn't got a matter. Disappointed wife in it. It doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're never going to see that area. Like Looking it is watch. just absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Uh, the story is gut wrenching. Uh huh. I mean, th- this is a this is a actually a real thought provoking story. And I mean, the the gunplay is good, the stealth is good, but it really you're there for the presentation and for the story. Number two. The Witcher Three, uh, it's got that card game in it that Tony Bones loves so much. Yeah, uh, what is that game called? Euchre. No, <laughs> yes, this is the Midwest Three. <laughs> the Witcher Three came out, I think, four years ago or so, and it is a absolutely huge RPG like uh, Skyrim, but it is breathtakingly detailed. It's got an adult stories. You're going to see a lot of boobs in there. You're going to see a lot of fantastic writing <laughs> hey in there. Now. You're going to see a lot of I can't believe I haven't played for that They're very adapting reason. this uh, for a Netflix TV show with Henry okay. Cavill. He's going to be uh, Gerald. Okay. Uh, the Witcher 3. Number Kip. one. Dun, okay. dun, dun, dun. My favorite game of the 2010s is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, I knew that. 
It is um, stunningly gorgeous. It is the map, I think, is like five times the size of Skyrim. Uh, It constantly makes you want to explore, look through the worlds, and Mm -hmm. the puzzles, the story, the gameplay. Like I said, we're going to touch base on all of these games even further when we do our top 10 games of the 2010s. Deep dive. Not with Dinger Dog. <laughs> but that's my top 10 list. Fellas, you want to take nice. a quick break? Sure. Oh, I, oh, can, I, can I get a couple questions in there? Sure. Aaron, did you ever watch um, Peaky Blinders? Oh, that's a great show, yeah. Not, did you make the list? Uh, nope. No, clearly didn't, didn't, but it's very, very good. Uh, all right, and then finally, the question to leave you guys thinking through the break is, mm. how old do you think we'll be when we stop saying the word boobs? Like, dead. <laughs> it's, it's not 37. I'll yeah, be dead years damn old. Sure. Or however the hell old Aaron is. All right, all right we'll be right 60. back. Guys, I don't know about you, but I put up a Christmas tree every single year. <laughs> they put up, they take yeah. a lot of room, right? Right. And, they, sure. and they're, you kill a lot of trees, bro. Kill a lot of trees, mm. take up a lot of room. Yeah. The good people at More Implications, we realize this. We've come up with the Christmas bush. Sweet. Oh my God, the Christmas bush. It's small. It's compact. You can put it in any little spot that you want to. And it's- They're all small and compact. They're all small and compact. And it just, it's a great looking Christmas tree, except it's not a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas bush. We're talking about all kinds of different Christmas bushes. Tell me about some varieties. You can possibly talk about about these. We got a little bit of bush that you can put in a corner. We got a super big bush that you can put in a bigger corner. We've got a a, a small, cute little bush that just runs around the house. Do you. (laughs) <laughs> Do you, are they come in different colors? They come in different colors. Oh. They come in different sizes. The Christmas bush is the way to go. That I mean, 10 years good. from now, you're not even going to see a Christmas tree. They're going to say, oh my God, there's so much Christmas bush <laughs> like the 90s. in this house. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much Christmas bush in this house. I can't even stand it. And you're going to be like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. A uh, Christmas bush. How delivery? much does it cost? It costs. Uh, uh, it comes in all different sizes. $29.99. $39.99. Are there any model the, names that you can think of? Like, can you tell me a model name? The Christmas Bush. It's fabulous. Sounds great. It's a great product. It's coming to you from the good people of Morplication. Don't it'll, get a tree. It'll, don't get a tree. Get a bush. Delivered to your house. Delivered to your house. Beautiful. It looks good. It's, uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> And it's just an absolutely smooth. fantastic like product. Process. Buy the Christmas bush right about now. <laughs> That's good. Hello and welcome back to the third segment of the Afternoon Yap. Folks. Yes, yep. sir. Let's review some video games. Let's review a video game. Uh, I just played through Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, This is the new game that was developed by Respawn and published by EA. This is exciting because EA Sports. EA Sports. It's in the game. EA has had the license for Star Wars games, I don't know, for... I don't know, five years or so, we got Battlefield 1, we got Battlefield 2. Uh, Fans have been pissed off. Like, they wanted a first-person... Story-driven Saber Star game. Star Wars yeah. game. Here we come. This okay. is it. All right. I mean, the- Aaron, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you about the next fifteen minutes of your life? Eleven. Dinger right. Dog, this is a game I want you to play. Oh, okay. Like, if I'm being totally honest, your wife texted me and said, "Is there any games that Dinger Oh, Dog come on, don't spoil me. <laughs> wants for Christmas. 
and I put this on there. Okay. So okay. this game, it takes place five years after the events of episode three. You play as Cal Kestis, a Padawan hiding from the Empire. Do you guys know what a Padawan baby is? Jedi. A baby Jedi. A, a, a Jedi oh, in training. I thought those were the Washington uh, Asian food in. You are on a Junker planet. You are trying <laughs> to hide racist, from bro. the Empire. And you're, one, of your buddy, one of your buddies needs help. Uh-huh. And you use your force powers to save his life. That alerts the Empire. And you have to escape from this planet. You then join a team of rebels where you explore planets, complete your Jedi training, and defeat the Inquisitors that are hunting you. So uh, the story is pretty good so far. Um, pretty sure. good so far. Pretty, pretty good. Presentation. Uh-huh. It's a gorgeous game powered by the Unreal Engine. Um, you're going to visit a variety of environments, including a jungle, um, ice tundra. There's even an underwater fortress. Uh, one of the most uh, beautiful parts about this game is pretty much just the license, like the, the nostalgia factor that you're going to get. There is, you are, as Cal Kestis are controlling your lightsaber, and it, it, it looks so great when you are fighting using the lightsaber in dark areas because it lights up the area. It just looks absolutely gorgeous. Cal Kestis is a Jedi. He's a good guy. Yes. He's okay. a Padawan. He's a Padawan. So he, he, is, he was in Jedi training, and then mm-hmm. he had to escape because of, I think it was like in the, in the original uh, one through three, there's uh-huh. the Order 66, where the Empire turns on the Jedi, orders all the Jedi to be killed. Right. He yeah. escaped. Oh, he, okay. So he got out of the temple. I don't know if he got out of the temple, but he escaped the Empire. He, 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 he escaped Order 66, though. I'm following yes. you. Yes. Um. There's excellent voice Aaron. work, including the actor who played Joker in Gotham. Did you watch Gotham by chance? No, but I know He's who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah, the yeah, redhead yeah. guy. Um, always a little tweaked out. Yeah, there's always yeah. The, there's also the actress uh, from um, In Living. Co- oh, is it In Living? Oh, Mad TV. Um, the black actress uh, from Mad TV is one of okay. the the people that's in your party that you can totally recognize if you are a, sure a Gen X of a or certain as yourself. Age. Yes. As a, <laughs> Uh, there's a few bugs here and there, uh, mainly going in and out of cut scenes. Mm-hmm. I played this on the Xbox One X. I guess on PlayStation it had a lot more bugs, but I didn't really, I didn't really run into too many bugs. But uh-huh. uh, there are some bugs going in and out of cut scenes. Um, so a funny thing, like there is the performance mode, and there's also a resolution mode for this game. This was one of the first times where I actually played the game on performance mode where it's locked to 1080p and it's running at 60 frames per second. Uh, whenever I played it in resolution mode, when it'd be in 4K, it, it wasn't noticeably different. It actually looked w- way better running in, uh, in uh, 60 frames per second. There's a whole debate. Most people usually say, play the game in 60 frames per second and 1080p, it's better. But like for me, um, I've always been a 4K man, but I played this game in four, uh, performance mode. The gameplay. So many jokes. So many jokes. How can you always be a 4K man? Didn't that just come out? Whoa. Uh, no. Yeah, it did. I mean, within the last two years. Right. But I'm saying Shit. comparison-wise, <laughs> I'm always going to go resolution. I just got my 29-inch Vizio from Sam's like Sam's Club. Is it 4K? No. no it's, it's from 2010. Do you think it's 4K? No. Okay. Uh, the gameplay. This game borrows ideas from Dark Souls, Uncharted, Tomb Raider and the Metroid series. So it's hard. Metroid, hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get into that. That's nice. a lot of different game series for a game to There's borrow ideas from. 
th- uh, thoroughly, actually. Uh, how it borrows from Dark Souls. There's lightsaber combat mixed with force powers that you can upgrade. So as you defeat enemies, you're going to upgrade your character. You're going to get force points. You can put them into a tree where you're unlocking your different... uh, So there's like survival, uh, the way that you can use your force powers, and there's another mode as well. Uh, As you make your way through a level, you can open up shortcuts as well as rest at Mm -hmm. meditation points. This is very Dark Souls. This is Uh very From Software. So... The, the enemies that you're going to run into are very hard. You're slowly inching your way through the map. You're going to unlock a shortcut. So then when you come back to this area, yeah, you can actually go right to the shortcut and not take the long way. The meditation points. So these are the exact same as the bonfires in the Dark Souls series. So as you're, you know, defeating enemies, you're gonna you're gonna get a XP. And you're gonna go to these bonfire points, and mm-hmm. that's when you can get to the skill trees and upgrade your character. Well, that's like that's it's like very Tomb Dark Souls. Too, yeah. What? That's like Tomb Raider. Didn't they yeah, have bonfires? Yeah. 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 yeah Uncharted. Definitely. This game Im- immediately from the beginning feels like an Uncharted game because. Cal can climb walls, he can wall run, he can slide down hills. You're going to use a lot of these skills for tons of scripted events. So very much in the way that uh, Tomb Raider has these scripted events, Uncharted has these scripted events where mm-hmm. you it's ba- basically pass fail. Like you basically have you're going to run against a wall, you're going to double jump, you're going to run against another wall, you're going to slide down a thing and you it's basically a memorization thing. And and that like I never a Rubik's thought Cube kind of what? Like well, a no, it, cube, you memorize it like the patterns to go down. Well, it's like running a hurdles race or something. You got to jump with the look he just gave me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I learned that from my wife. He's where like, I, <laughs> where it's a combination of rolling my eyes and rage. And, and I, I realize what you're doing here when you're going through your top ten shows because that was fabulous. But no, it's not a lot like a Rubik's cube. Well, I, well, I, I mean, like I, there was pattern bases. Aaron, Aaron to didn't say. Ha- in the fifties. They didn't have the video games, so he had the etch. It's like the etch a sketch. Right. I really thought it was pattern based. That's yeah. what but I they mean. do. They do it a lot of this based. shit in uh, in Tomb Raider games, especially yeah. in the new I'm modern Tomb Raider games too. <laughs> and Tomb Raider, this game throws puzzles at you in mm. the way of temples. So the, I think you only have to explore three different temples, and there's three different long puzzles that you have to solve in order. And it really breaks up the game in this weird way because you've got this you've got this combat that's going on. You've got these kind of um, uh, movement-based challenges going on, and mm-hmm. then, and then, next thing you know, you're you're solving a puzzle, uh, and then the way that it borrows from Metroid is as you progress through the game, you're yes. gonna unlock new abilities such as double jump, you force push, Ooh, so you can jump. you Hell can yeah. push an enemy, or a force pull where you can pull an enemy towards right, you, right. or pull an item towards you mm-hmm. that you will get to. Um, this will help you get to previously inaccessible areas. So it's very Metroid, even in the, the way that the map is laid out in this kind of 3D look, uh-huh. it very much looks like the Metroid Prime series. And you are going to explore a planet and you're going to get to a part where you can't proceed any further and you're going to go to another planet mm-hmm. and you're going to get an ability and you're going to go, oh, I can go back to that planet and now with these new abilities and explore. Sweet. Um, my final thoughts. This is a good Star Wars story that, for me, was missing a more compelling lead and a villain. Um, Isn't that a general I, criticism of like the Star Wars franchise in the past maybe. few years? Yeah. I, I, I think that that Cal Kestis guy, I think that the actor from, from Gotham, I think mm-hmm. he's fine. I just don't think that the writing is all like... I'd, 
he's so vanilla the entire uh-huh. time. You know, like obviously Order sixty six happened to him. He's got a, he. You know, he was hiding, he's a little angry. But there's there's mm-hmm. no there's no real callback to his family. There's no callback to. I mean, I I don't know. I burned through this game in like twenty hours, so I don't yeah. want to say there's no. <laughs> This, there's skip, no I that, skipped all the cutscenes, so I don't really know. The only reason I'm rooting for him is he's this Jedi, and I, I don't know. And then the villains are, are, I think that we see the main villain that you fight at the end of the game maybe twice. Uh-huh. Uh, they're these Inquisitors. Uh, they are basically Padawans that were kidnapped, turned to the dark side. And, I mean, that's really, really interesting. Uh, but, I mean, there's several of these uh, Inquisitors. There's several of these sisters and I don't know, you see cutscenes of them, but I never really thought that they were all that villainous. I mean, if that's looking, if, if that makes any sense. Sure. The Not ga- that intimidating. The, yes, thank you. Uh, the gameplay would have benefited from a more linear experience, including a better map system or even a, an objective arrow. Mm-hmm. The, my biggest complaint with this game is... You're lost all the damn time? There is constant times where you're lost all the damn time. And I uh-huh. thought to myself, I wish Dinger Dog was playing this game with me because that shit doesn't piss him off. But it does for me. When I'm wandering, well, you have like a five-second fuse with that. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm wandering around a level going, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? I probably had to check like a Wikipedia probably five or six times or was a walkthrough. There, was there a mechanic? Just to find out where I was like supposed Like where to you go. could use Force Brain to like but see But they don't even go? tell you. They just say you need to get to this area. But it might be that now that you can operate a an, an elevator that you're going to spend 20 minutes looking for that elevator. So there were probably, I don't know, a that dozen times. Seriously. A dozen times. The, the map layout, like the, the, uh, the layout of the maps is not intuitive. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no directional arrow on where you're supposed to go. It's basically, I don't know. I found, I found maneuvering the levels very, very frustrating. And, and that was, that was, I, I think for the sequel, when they inevitably, inevitably make it, mm-hmm. give me a better map system and give me an objective arrow. And, and that's not a big deal. Like Dark Souls did an objective arrow and it was fine. If you get lost, you can immediately find out where you're supposed to go, and it's it's not like it's not taking sure. anything away from the gameplay experience. Uh, the puzzles brought the momentum to a halt. Uh, luckily, there's they're few and far between. I not a puzzle guy. I'm not a puzzle guy. Number one, but when you're playing Tomb Raider, there's puzzles throughout the game. Right. There's probably you can expect them. 20 puzzles. Right. So when you're playing a 25-hour game and there's only three puzzles and you're used to action, 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 and then you run into a puzzle, it's like, why is this here? Right. Like, why, they're, they're, a buddy of mine texted me when we were playing through this game and he said, this game suffers from it being a, uh, what is it? Um, a jack-of-all-trades, but a master of none. Right. Like, it mm-hmm. really, really wants to do more than it really should. Like your um, internet history. There's not much variety in terms of the enemies. There's uh-huh. a handful of like small little aliens running around, a handful of bigger aliens running around. The stormtroopers look fantastic. And I don't know if that's just my nostalgia and my love for the Star Wars universe, but there's nothing more satisfying than running up and fighting a group of stormtroopers with a lightsaber. I mean, it, like, it, it's, it always remains exciting. And you can force push... How about scoring uh, the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl? That's exciting too. You can force push stormtroopers off of ledges, and they and they automatically die. That remains exciting throughout the entire game. It just the game really, really thrives when you are using 
I mean, you can take your lightsaber, you can turn it into a big, long lightsaber like uh, uh, Darth Maul does. You can split it into two Dude. lightsabers. You're, you're constantly upgrading your lightsaber through the game, so that's exciting. Our microphones look like the Death Star. Yeah. There's there's uh, a <laughs> there's there's some customization in the game where you yeah. can like change the color of your lightsaber. You can change the color of your outfit. None of it really seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one time where they do put some uh, DLC on you uh, that you can pay for that stuff. But I never found any reason or compelling reason to like change like what material my death or my um, my lightsaber was made sure. out of. What color what? was your lightsaber though? If you had to pick. I think I, I think it was blue the entire time. But could you pick? You could. Well, it was like well I mean, if you were if you were a young Padawan right now, well, I, you I chose blue because it looked the coolest. Like I said, the game really thrived when you're in a dark area and you're swinging your lightsaber. Well, you're missing the question like, though, okay, bro. What? Like, what would you choose? Chunk the punk Awan, yeah, Kenobi. What would if all you, time saber color? Yeah. You a blue guy, a purple guy, a green guy? Oh, blue. I think blue. Yeah. I think blue is the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ultimately, the game Scarlet sets a good foundation for a better sequel. Mm. Like the story's fine, presentation is great. There's some gameplay hiccups, but just uh, too many ideas smashed into one. Like this um, show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give the game a seven point five. Ooh, nice. So, fellas, yeah. I always love the scathing reviews, and then like the, I still can't get over. It. I wish you know who we need to have we do a big callback with Tony Bones. Yeah, who's Tony Bones? Is he okay? He He's recovered fine. from all those He's rashes? got three children. That's why oh. he kind of had to leave. <laughs> that's yeah. why we had to bring Aaron in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry to bring the show down. Uh, so follow us on Instagram. You mm-hmm. can follow uh, Dinger on a Bender. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. Uh, like I cool. think sure you like it. How, how do you do it? Is it at Instagram? Yeah. Or at Chunk the Punk? Or at... Yeah, you got to do the ampersand. Afternoon Yap. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Sure. Uh, Aaron, what do we follow you on? Underscore Netflix and Grill on all social media platforms. Uh, leave us a review. That'd be great. On iTunes. Please. God. Uh, we're going to come back in two weeks for our Game of the Year episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I will not be here for that. You will not? Yeah. Happy holidays gonna, and Merry Christmas to all our We're going to come back in January with one of our standard episodes where we're going to have some great. specials going on for the holiday. But Dinger Dog. Okay. What do you got going on this Christmas, bud? Ooh, uh, I try to declare at home no things Christmas, like so we wouldn't buy any physical thing. Really? How's Even that work? Girls, your kids love things. <laughs> I lost. Yeah. yeah, like I just lost. I tried to do it. Like I'm like, what about just for me? Everyone's like, no, and I'm like, but it's what I want. They're like, no. <laughs> what, Did you ever money. get your roof Too fixed? Bad. Like, sure. should that be the plan? Like for Christmas? Oh, the roof's fixed, bro. Oh, it is? Yeah. How'd that get fixed? Uh, can of flex seal? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spray that right on top. Some duct tape and some uh, tinfoil. Yeah, that's a spring 2020 project, uh-huh. bro. Yeah. Oh, so it's the dinger dog way. You just push it off. Right, a spray bit. some flex seal on it and hope it doesn't just grow. Push it off yeah, a little absolutely. bit. Aaron, what do you got going on for the holidays, bud? Uh, family here, family there. Same kind of deal. Spending time with Marcy Darcy, having a nice, relaxed time. And you? Um, uh, I'm gonna be working a whole ton. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, you know it's December, so things get kind of loosey goosey. Yeah. Some of the times yeah. I have to text her and say, "Hey, bud, it's time to come over." Yeah, it's yeah. time for champagne. I'm like, it's. <laughs> well, we're gonna have our uh, our holiday dinner, our afternoon yap. Oh yeah, we're gonna see at my house on what the 22nd, the 17th. Uh, so the join us in two weeks for our game of the year episode. Uh huh. Also. Stay tuned for maybe our Game of the Decade episode. That's it, fellas. Oh, God. All right. Dinger Dog, you're going to be there for both. 
Oh, come on. Game oh. of the decade? Game of the decade. All right. Metroid. All right. Love you guys. Decade. All right. Back at See you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Love you.